Hey everyone, welcome to the Revive West Des Moines podcast. I'm Jamie Richards, the Young Adult Minister at Hope West Des Moines. What you are about to hear is the live recording from Revive West Des Moines this past week. We hope you can connect with God and the good life that God has for you through what you hear in this message. Check it out. Well, hello everybody. I haven't quite figured out where I'm going to stand yet, so I'll probably just roam for a little while. <laughs> um, my name is Jamie, and I'm the Revive Young Adult Minister here at Hope's West Des Moines campus. And I'm so glad that you're here. When you when we do something kind of different in a night like this, you don't know if anybody's going to show up. If people are going to be like, "It's a weird night," so I'm not going to go. <laughs> and you're here, and this room is full. And I found myself getting kind of emotional worshiping and being able to look across and see faces of people. Some of you I know, some of you I don't know. Uh, It was just really fun for me to be able to, not in a creepy way, but to watch you worship and to know uh, that I could hear you maybe a little bit better than I normally can because our voices are just kind of coming together. And so thank you for being here on a different night. This is the last night of our Awakening series. We've been doing this series for several weeks. And this is also the last Thursday night before the holiday season hits, which is really weird. Can you guys believe, and gals and people believe that we have like five or six weeks left in 2021? (laughs) That's wild to me. And so this is not only the last night of the Awakening series, but it's also the last Thursday night before things get a little bit crazy for the holidays. So we wanted to do something different and special. And uh, thank you for going along with uh, something that might be really unique. How many of you have ever worshipped? How many of you have never worshipped in a big circle before? Anybody? Okay, there's like, okay. Are you guys like circle worship pros? Wow, this is awesome. Okay, cool. So thank you. Maybe that's why you're just so comfortable with being here because this isn't weird for you. So regardless, thank you uh, for being here. Our hope now at the end of this Awakening series and as we go into the holidays is that tonight is something that, yes, it's a little bit different. Yes, it might be uh, different in some uncomfortable ways, maybe different and just like, oh, I, I don't normally do this. Hopefully this is some refreshing time for you. This is refueling for you. We have had a lot of fun in this series, and I'm really excited for what God is going to continue to do as we go through the holidays, and so I hope that tonight you feel joy. I hope tonight that you feel peace. I hope tonight that you feel like you're a part of a community, whether or not you know anybody else in the room, you're here, and we're really glad that you're here, and we love you. And so... Um, I really hope that tonight is refreshing for you. In a little bit, in a couple minutes, you're going to have some quote-unquote free time. I used to work at a Bible camp, and free time in the afternoons meant that you could go do horseback riding, or you could go to the pool, or you could do arts and crafts, or you could do all number of different things. We don't have horseback riding tonight, and we don't have a pool, although that would be really cool, but we have some different options for you to do in a short kind of maybe like 15-ish minute window, so you have some free time options, and I'll tell you more about those in a couple minutes. But before we do those uh, free time options, I just want to kind of to share a little bit about the idea of awakening as we finish this series. So the things that we covered in this series were really, really fun. First, we talked about experiencing the presence of God. We talked about prayer. We talked about mission, justice, and joy. And in all of these different ways, we talked about this idea of awakening as What happens when God's spirit kind of comes into our lives and we actually become aware of it? We become aware of God's presence and power in our lives, or maybe as Jacob was talking about, you feel the goosebumps, or you feel some joy, or you 
feel tears or laughter. Sometimes people walk into the doors of hope and they say, I just started crying and I couldn't stop crying. (laughs) That's the Holy Spirit or um, that's the presence of God in this place. And maybe sometimes people walk in and they're like, I just got really happy and I couldn't stop laughing. That also happens uh, when we're in the presence of God and when God awakens us to the things that God is doing. And so awakening is just simply when God gets our attention. Awakening is just simply when we finally realize maybe that God has been doing something in our lives for a long time and we finally have some, some clarity and our eyes are opened or we are awakened to what it is. And maybe an awakening for you has happened lately and it feels like it's been the first awakening. Or maybe there's been an awakening for you lately and you're like, this is the thousandth awakening. The good news is that when God comes to us and kind of awakens us, it's fresh every time. And it can be new every time. God usually doesn't speak to people in the same ways. And so it can be really new. And if you feel like God is awakening you lately, I want to invite you to consider maybe God's inviting you into something new or there might be something different that God wants to do in this different season of your life. And so the verse that Jacob read for us tonight is actually one of my favorite verses. And I was having a lovely coffee with one of my favorite people, Mary, earlier this week. And she's actually here tonight, so that's really fun. And I know we can clap for Mary. She's awesome. Awesome. Praise God for Mary. Um, and we were reading this verse that Jacob read for us tonight from the book of Genesis. So Jacob is actually, uh, Jacob read this. I just realized Jacob read it and it's about Jacob. That's really funny. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Where are you, Jacob? Did you realize that? Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> that checks out. <laughs> So Jacob is actually running from kind of a a crummy situation. He has just tricked his older brother out of his older brother's birthright. He realizes that his brother kind of wants to kill him and, uh, and he's on the run. And so Jacob is on the run and he's leaving his hometown and he falls asleep in this place and he has this dream that you just heard about in the scripture reading where these angels are going up and down this ladder that maybe if you've heard of Jacob's ladder, this is the scripture that that's referring to. And when he has this dream, the next morning he wakes up and scripture says, then Jacob awoke. And I didn't even realize it says awoke. Like in this awakening series, Mary had to point this out to me. Like, oh my gosh, here's an awakening even happening in this verse. Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place and I wasn't even aware of it. There's so many, time, there's so many times that I know God has been working in my life and I had no idea. Maybe it wasn't until a a month later or a year later or five years later that I was able to look back and have this like moment of (laughs) awakening, awakening of waking up to like, oh my gosh, God was in this place in my life and I didn't even know it. So I invite you to consider tonight in uh, looking at this story of Jacob, just simply, there's a lot of other layers of this story that we could be looking at, but I just simply invite you to think about this theme of awakening and how Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place and I wasn't even aware of it. There might be places where God is working in your life and you're not aware of it. And tonight, maybe we have a little bit of quiet time and quiet space in the busyness of our lives to think about where those places might be. And there's another verse uh, in the New Testament where Jesus comes to the daughter of a religious leader. The religious leader comes to Jesus and says, my daughter is really sick, will you come be with her? Will you come, will you come heal her? And on the way uh, of Jesus going to this house, the little girl dies. And when Jesus gets there, everyone is sad and they are crying because this little girl has passed away. And Jesus says, why all this commotion and weeping? The child isn't dead, she's only asleep. But the crowd laughed at him. 
He made them all leave, which <laughs> people laughed at me, I'd make them leave too, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> so the people laugh at Jesus, he makes them all leave. He takes the girl's father and mother and three of his disciples into the room where she was, was lying and holding her hand, he said to her, Talitha kum, which means little girl, get up. And the little girl who was 12 years old immediately stood up and walked around. They were overwhelmed and totally amazed. Jesus gave strict orders not to tell anyone what had happened to her, and then he told them to give her something to eat. So not only do we have instances in the Old Testament of God waking us up to what God is doing, we also have instances in the New Testament of where Jesus comes to us, sometimes in this like incredible supernatural way of waking us up, and sometimes it's just in the quiet moments where Jesus wakes us up. And here's the thing that, um, one of the things that I think about with the word awakening and a lot of like self-helpy things that I see on like Instagram or Pinterest or whatever is that sometimes there's this idea that we can wake ourselves up to the things that are happening around us and we can do different things in our lives to make our lives better for ourselves. But here's the thing that I, that I invite you to consider tonight. And that is that we don't have the power to awaken ourselves to what God is doing. That is actually a gift from God and that is the power of God. So if you have ever had this moment of clarity of, oh my gosh, this is how God is working in my life, that in and of itself is an awakening and that is a gift from God that is actually just a really awesome and good miracle. And the thing about the thing that God awakens us to is that sometimes we can put awakening up on this pedestal and think like, oh, I just wanna have this mountaintop moment of clarity of God doing these things in my life and I'm really aware of them um, and I feel like I'm encountering God's presence and that's really good and wonderful and beautiful and we can want those things. But also I want you to know that the, the thing that God awakens us to over and over again and really at the core of God, God's heart for you and what God wants to wake you up to is God's love for you. God's love for you that knows no boundaries, that knows all of these different parts of you and loves all of these different parts of you so incredibly much that Jesus is head over heels for you. Jesus wakes up. Jesus doesn't actually wake up because Jesus doesn't go to sleep. Jesus doesn't have an awakening because uh, he's always woke. I, I don't know. I don't know. I walked right into that one. That was great. Um, but if Jesus would wake up, you would be the first thing that Jesus would think about when Jesus woke up. But Jesus doesn't wake up. You are on Jesus's mind all the time because God loves you so much and God wants you to uh, be in relationship with God and in that love. And that's all that it is. And that love awakens us to a lot of other things. And so one of my other good friends, Mel, one time said to me that she felt like... Um, that she realized that revival or awakening isn't, isn't a destination, it's a doorway. That this idea of awakening isn't something to aspire to. Awakening isn't the goal. Awakening is actually the beginning. That when God awakens us to what God is doing, that's, that's just the beginning, that's the first step. And so tonight, as we, as we sit in this space, I invite you to consider how awakening isn't a goal, it's a beginning, and it's a gateway into a new way of life. It's a gateway into experiencing God's love, and um, it's a gateway into a freer existence, into healthier relationships, and an increased hunger for the presence of God. And so whatever God's been doing in you lately, we want to see that, acknowledge it, and celebrate it. And so we're going to have a little bit of free time to just kind of sit and be together and have some different ways that we can maybe um, ask God to awaken us to what God is doing in our lives. So there's a couple stations, a 
couple. There's like six of them. There's six different options for you for a little bit tonight. And the first one is if you would like somebody to verbally pray for you, you've got something on your mind or you're like, I don't really have a specific thing. I just think it'd be cool to have somebody pray for me. We have four prayer partners that will verbally pray for you. And there's two over here um, on the back wall um, over here by the glass. You can go stand over by them. And then we also have two people right over here that you can come and stand with as well. Then we have soaking prayer. How many of you are familiar with the idea of soaking prayer? Okay, like maybe half of you. Soaking prayer is not verbal prayer, it's silent prayer. And the soaking prayer station is up here on the stage. You'll notice that the chairs are facing away from the room and that's because sometimes soaking prayer gets a little emotional and that's fine. And so we're giving you some privacy if you know, like your eyes just get a little bit leaky. And so (laughs) you can go and sit and a prayer partner will come up and ask if they can put their hands on your shoulders and you can say yes or no. There's no pressure either way. And they will just kind of like soak you in prayer and they'll let you know when you're done and you can go on with uh, whatever you, else you wanna do. On the back table here in the middle, there are some cards for you to sign that will go in the welcome boxes that we're giving to the, Afghani- the refugees from Afghanistan. So many of you brought items that are going in the welcome boxes um, to go to refugees. And so if you just wanna sign your name on the cards in the back, Um, They're clearly labeled on the table. We'll put those in the boxes. There's also some index cards that are blank. We wanna know how God has maybe been working in your life or speaking to you, and it could be something big. It could be something small. It could be something whatever. I don't care. I don't normally get to hear a ton of the stories. So if you have a story or something you wanna share, feel free to leave uh, your name or whatever on an index card in a story. There's also some journal papers in the back with a couple question prompts if you wanna use that. Or if you just wanna sit and have some quiet time, maybe this is the only 10 or 15 minutes that you've really sat and been quiet today, you can do that. And then also Pastor Richard is here and we're going to do some baptisms. So if you have uh, something, if you have something, if you have ever been baptized before, that's awesome. If you want to affirm that baptism, you can affirm that prior baptism. If you want to be baptized for the very first time, we'll do that too. So I'm actually going to have Pastor Richard come on up and share just a couple words about baptism and then we'll have some free time. Everybody say, hi, Pastor Richard. Hi, Pastor Richard. (laughs) Baptism is interesting. Let me start by telling you a story. Um, There were a whole bunch of people who uh, emigrated to Egypt when there was a big old famine, and um, they uh, wound up 400 years later being persecuted, and the emperor decided he was going to work them to death. That's known as efficient genocide. Um, You know, you get some labor out of it, and you kill people. And um, God decided no. And so he raised up a a 40-year-old spoiled brat who wound up killing people um, and driven into the desert. 40 years later, the dude's 80. He comes back and leads, I don't know, it's over a million people out of the Egyptian empire. But there's a problem. They, They come to a river. And that river is deep and it's wide. And here comes the mighty military machine of Egypt to uh, basically slaughter them. And all of a sudden, the thing parts. They go through the river and out the other side. And then Pharaoh, the mighty emperor of the Egyptian empire, and his military machine, while they are in the riverbed chasing after the Israelites, are drowned. This is the story of deliverance that the Israelites never forget, and it's told over and over and over again in the Old Testament in one version after another. And they feel so strongly about that just about a couple hundred years before Jesus, they start inviting each other to go through the river and remember the Exodus event because not only did they need historically an Exodus from the Egyptian empire, but sometimes they need an Exodus from the stuff that's messing their lives up.
Sometimes that's our own self-defeating behaviors, our own goofy attitudes, our distorted thinking, the stuff that takes us down and sometimes takes out our neighbor in the process. The Bible calls that sin. This was also a way for people who wanted to become part of God's people to join because they went through the river, so to speak, and out the other side and said, now we're people of freedom. That's what exodus means, to exit slavery and enter into freedom. If that's all that was, then this would be a symbol of a nice story. But there's one more thing that the people of Israel knew. And it's all over the Bible, and the followers of Jesus knew it well, too, that whenever God spoke, God showed up. And so as Jamie was preaching, God was showing up. As we were being led in worship, God was showing up. Because whenever we gather in Jesus' name and proclaim his name, he shows up. And baptism is one of those show-up places. Just like preaching. Just like scripture. And so not only does baptism tell the story of freedom, baptism is a place of freedom. Because God's word is being proclaimed in story as, as, as we do the story over and yes, if you're in southern Europe or other places where it's warm, you go through the river. But if you're a Norski or, or, or a northern kraut, you know, or a Finn or a Russian, you use just a little bit because it's a little cold in winter. And we don't want you, like, going to heaven too early because you get pneumonia. <laughs> that, that's, where that, this, that's where this came from. You know, it's all geography. Um, nothing special. Now, what we're going to do in a moment is if you want that life-changing encounter... And you want God to define who you are, not your secrets, not your past, not your pain, um, not your regrets. This is the place to get freedom. If you've already been baptized, come here anyways. Hey, Roman Catholics do it. Priest throws water at everybody. They're experiencing their freedom all again. We Lutherans, we give you a little more water. (laughs) But whether you've been baptized or you want to affirm your baptism, this is the place where you can come and encounter God's love encounter a spirit, just like you've been encountering God's spirit all the way through worship, through the preaching of God's word, and also as we've gathered in his name. So I'd like to pray for us as we begin our free time. And here's the cool thing. This free time is prayer. Because through it, whether you're journaling, receiving soaking prayer, or someone's praying for you, whether you're you're signing a card that's going to demonstrate your love to some folks who've been kicked out of their country. All that is done in Jesus' name, in the presence of Christ. So, Lord, we come before you, and we just ask, come, Holy Spirit. Come fill this place. And we know you've been here even before we showed up, but we ask this so that you know that we're ready and willing. Just... Lord, we're tired of being intoxicated by the things that take us out. We ask that you fill us up, that you affect our mind, you affect our attitudes, you affect our speech, you affect how we see the world, you you affect our actions. So we would literally be that space of God encounter for someone else. Fill us up so someone else might be filled up. We thank you indeed. You, You wish to encounter us. You wish to change us. To make us whole. And so we pray boldly for this in your holy name. Amen. Thanks for listening, everyone. Revive West Des Moines happens every Thursday night at Hope in West Des Moines, and we'd love to connect with you on social media. So find us and let us know where you're listening from. And whenever you're in town, we would love to have you come to Revive and join us live. Peace out, Scouts. <laughs>